it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is 8.51 now. Nine minutes till nine o'clock. Little Mike Gelfand at nine o'clock. Score North Judd Zolgad at nine o'clock. 9.35. Brad Blanks will join us. Looking forward to that. What's better than Brad Blanks? You know what I mean. Nothing. What a great guy. Rudy, you haven't met him yet, have you? Not personally. We have a lot of interactions over uh, email and over the phone, but not personally. Great guy. Really nice man. He's about 6'5". That, I still, that that video that we put up on our website, of him kneeling down because he was so much taller than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Just a terrific man. Uh, new scam, cloning your kid's voice and claiming they were kidnapped. Would you even think of doing that to your own child? No, so it would be the idea of somebody's calling you like a, a third party that would be like, you. I kidnapped your kid, here's his voice. I think the parents are involved in it. No, no, it can't be, is it? Oh, yeah, yep. Here you go. This is all kinds of effed up. There's a new scary uh, scam uh, parents have to worry about. People are now using AI to clone kids' voices and pretend they've been kidnapped. Just happened to a mom in Arizona named Jennifer Stefano. She got a call from a weird number. When she picked up, she heard her 15-year-old daughter sobbing on the other end. It was so convincing, she never even questioned if it was real or not, her daughter said. Mom, I messed up. Then she could hear her crying in the background, and a man said he'd taken her to Mexico, or he, he would take her to Mexico if he didn't get a million dollars. When she did, said she didn't have that much, he said 50000 Oh, so he went from $1 million to 50000 That's a drop. But it says here right at the top... Um, the, the, the parents have to worry about this, but they did mention that some parents are involved in this as well. It's not just people doing it. Uh, oh, I thought it was, yeah, parents. just the, the parents are the victims. Yeah, I, well, they are in most cases. They absolutely are. But I think they might be, like, related to some of the people doing it to them. No way. It's pretty bad. Um, Jennifer was at the her uh, other kid's class when it happened, and other parents who were listening were freaked out. One called 911, while another called Jennifer's husband. Thankfully, he was able to confirm their daughter was safe. She was upstairs in her bedroom, totally fine. The whole thing lasted about four minutes. Cloning someone's voice is really easy now. I'm telling you, we have got to do something about digital. It's wonderful to stay in contact, to learn things. I just, you know, I turn on my monitor every morning and read things from the Internet and all the rest of it. But we have got to get these thieves and pigs under control. I don't know how the hell you're going to do it. My God, it's disgusting. Cloning someone's voice is really easy now. You only need a three or four second clip of them to do it. So even a short TikTok video would be enough. See, that's the other thing. You're hopping on TikTok, which you shouldn't be on in the first place because it's owned by China, who are pissing all over us right now. But other than that, um, yeah, you don't want to be posting a lot of a lot of or letting your children post a lot of videos on any social media outlet. Would you? Would you even let you? Look, once you turn 18, you do whatever you want. But now, no, don't do it. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm not a big, it doesn't matter. I I would much rather have her not do it, obviously, Mm -hmm. especially on TikTok. If she wants to do Instagram, I totally get it. But, uh, you know, I I think about when I was a kid and how lazy and just uh, un... 
I, I, no direction in my life when I was 14. So the fact that my daughter sits on the couch sometimes doesn't bother me because when I turned 18 is when my motor kicked in. So I'm kind of hoping that <laughs> we have that when we get a, a couple of years in. But I don't know. It The thing I don't like about it is how much time it wastes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. that's it, All of a sudden, an hour can disappear when you're mm-hmm. just kind of death scrolling. Yeah. Or doom scrolling, I mean. Oh, death scrolling. I like death scrolling. That yeah. works for me, too. That's kind of how I feel. But, yeah, it's like doom scrolling yeah. is just when you're not really in a great mood. You just kind of scroll, and all of a sudden an hour goes by, and you're not in a better mood, and you're like, now I just wasted an hour. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. Experts say all you can do is be suspicious about any calls coming from a weird number and anyone uh, question anyone who's pressuring you to send them money right away. A reporter talked to a professor at Arizona State who specializes in AI. He said that, unfortunately, you can't even trust your own ears anymore. An FBI spokesman said that if it happens to you, report it. They do look into calls like this and sometimes find people. It's not clear if they've got any leads in Jennifer's case or not. Uh, that one I was looking at, I said that parents were involved. Uh-huh. Apparently, some of this has to do with couples that have split up. Oh. So one or the other one do this, which that's disgusting. Yeah, that's crazy. It is indeed. So is there a cutoff age where we're because they're talking about now what people under 18 shouldn't go on or are not going to be allowed. I don't know if they're going to be allowed or shouldn't or whatever. I saw it on the news last night. I didn't really pay attention. But uh, they're encouraging people under 18 to not get on social media very much. Hmm. I don't think you're allowed to have a Facebook account unless you're 13, but let me check. Yeah, that's probably true, I would guess. Like I said, I don't go on social media, so I don't know anything about it. Uh, get a lot of nice messages from people who are on social media. They're sent to me in a different manner, I guess. But, yeah, I just, I just found so many people to be so disgusting. Not everybody. There were some very nice people I met on social media as well, listeners certainly back in the day. But some people are just incredibly disgusting. I have a hard time with it. Can you stay away from that now, or is it just overwhelming? I don't. I, it's hard in our industry to not have, be on social media. Like you have to. Like you've been really lucky, Tom. People have run it for you. But I think a lot of times, if you're in this industry, you kind of have to be doing it. Yeah, that's probably true. That probably is true. But I just, like I said, I spent literally. About uh, 10 minutes every day going, I'll be outside, 2000 Southeast Elm Street. Come on by, tough guy. You know, and I was like pissed off every day. So I'm like, no, I, I don't want to be pissed off every day. Let's get away from this. Right? Absolutely. Get it under control and I'll come back. How about that? That's not like a threat or anything. I'm just, I will. Speaking of getting it right? under control, Brittany, you okay in there? I'm going to go grab some water. Mike's okay. here. Uh, Mike's uh, here. He's going to uh, talk to you. Grab water. I love you all. <laughs> Gelfand, do you have pneumonia yet? Uh, not not yet. Uh, it's coming any day now. Uh, it, 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 when it happens, it'll happen on a Thursday. I know that. <laughs> She's still coughing in the background. What is That's the hilarious. incubation period, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. But Brittany, it's sped up. So no, it's that you know that RSV thing uh, that that was going around and probably still is. Or the or could just be the flu, but you know it it it's the gift that keeps on giving. It goes on for months. Yeah, Catherine's had it twice and uh, both times for about three weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah. Not good, man. I had it a couple of times myself. It lasted a couple of weeks, but it just 
I don't know. There's too many people in the world now. Eight and a half billion is too many people. Get rid of some of them. What do you think? <laughs> what, what would you be the uh, way to do it is the question. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. But <laughs> now I, yeah, it's just, man, whatever. So, Michael, what's going on with you? You got your uh, twins won a game yesterday. They had to win. They couldn't be losing two out of three to Chicago. No. And they won it, which I was very excited about. And they lost two of their players, at least temporarily. You know, Boy, it's, I didn't... it's really scary these days. No, it is, absolutely. Well, Mike, did you ever think you'd get to a day watching baseball where almost every pitch is either over or nearing 100 miles an hour? No, it's the game has become way too dangerous. Now, this was apparently like a 91-mile-an-hour fastball. But, right. But, you know, and even at 91, which sounds like a – that's like a bad fastball these days. Yeah, you know, it is. 94 would be about the standard. But, of course, mm-hmm. relief pitchers all throw at 100 miles an hour. They do. And you just bring them in, you know, one after another. They pitch one inning, they're done, another guy comes in. But I, th- there is really something going on. There have been about I, – I, I think since spring training, there have been four batters hit in the face. We God. didn't used to see that much. No, no. Yeah, the, it, it's that rising kind of fastball. Let's say you're a right-handed right. pitcher to a uh, to a, a right-handed batter, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that pitch gets away and it goes right at their head. It's like Jesus. Well, and these days, I think I think the we're seeing you know more dangerous pitches because it's not just the velocity; it's the way they break, as you're saying. Yes. And, yes. And uh, I I think eventually they're going to have to move the mound back. Mike, you're right on the money. That thing's got to be moved back, wouldn't you say? About Twelve to fifteen feet. Well, you know, I think I think even if you just did it, say like five feet. Yeah, it would make a huge difference. I agree. It's you're right on top of them. I mean, some of these guys. Who was the guy that was like six ten? A pitch for I think Texas. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Damn, can't remember his name. Um, and but, uh, guy pitched for Seattle. Randy so, Johnson. Seattle too. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy yeah. Johnson. Because he yeah, liked throwing good. at people's heads. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And birds. But the problem. The problem yes. with him was... Killing birds with his fastball. Yeah, you get, uh, it's good. You guys done now so I can jump in? Uh, be kind of great. <laughs> no, anyway. I do remember that, that he, yeah, he threw a... Wasn't the bird like halfway between home plate and the mound? I uh, All I remember is uh, seeing the poor bird disabled. And wasn't there... Didn't they like... Didn't they like want to arrest him for it or something? There was something crazy yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. No, it's it's uh, but the, the game is very dangerous. And then you know what happened to Buxton yesterday? He ran into a field. The second baseman went up to field the ball, mm-hmm. and for some reason, and I I watched it. There was no reason for him to try to cut in front of the guy. He should have gone behind him, and he would have been safe at second base. But, mm-hmm. but I guess he chose at the last second to cut in front of him because he thought he could beat, beat him and not get tagged out going that way. Mm. They, these guys, I mean, it was a huge crash, no doubt about it. Yeah, and he, uh, he's injury-prone enough as it is. Oh, yeah, he's always hurt. There's no question about that. But, uh, I, you know, uh, as soon as Judd's ready to go, I want to bring him into the conversation as well. He's good. Oh, Judd's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Judd Zolgad, how you doing, Pally? I'm right here. I'm good. And uh, the Buxton thing drives me absolutely bleeping crazy, and here's why. He plays the game like he doesn't get hurt. And nobody's more brittle than Byron Buxton, okay? Yeah. So, like, yep. to your point, what are you doing – being that aggressive in an April game on the base paths. Why? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I don't understand it. He was laying face down on the ground for several seconds, I know that. It looked like he got really hurt, but then luckily he got up and walked away. But for a second there, I thought, man, he's he's badly hurt. Well, yeah, because he comes in badly hurt. That's yeah. His, yeah, he does. That's yeah. his, you know, that's basically the, the standard. And then he gets badly more hurt. I just, yeah. but I mean, they're do, they're doing everything in their power, right? They're DHing him. He's not playing the outfield, so he doesn't collide with mm-hmm. walls. And which, they don't let know, him steal bases anymore. Yeah, exactly, Mike. So, like, what, what are you? It's a ground ball in the infield, okay? Yeah, he'll find Stop. a way. Let the guy tag you. Yeah. I don't care what you do, but don't, you know, you get hurt so much. You are not a football player, dude. You've established that. You're a hell of a baseball player, so stay on the damn field. Yeah, and he, he obviously has some sort of arthritic condition that goes beyond just, you know, s- yeah. a simple tendonitis thing or something like that. He's got a really huge problem. But he doesn't seem to, I mean, it's, all the signs are there. When he did play the outfield, they made him do it with his back to the fence. You know, so he couldn't run into the fence. So uh, they they made a five-tool player into a one-tool player. And he still doesn't seem to quite get it. It's it's. I, I guess he just you know he he wants to play with abandon, but um, unfortunately he's usually the one being abandoned. <laughs> That's well put. Yes. Mm, no question. A hell of a win though yesterday. You got to admit it. Meanwhile, how about those Timberwolves? Did you ever see a worse performance? Oh, then then, you know what. It's the Timberwolves, man. I nothing they do at this point, thirty some years in, can surprise me. No, it's just that people think that, and the media. I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, the media. You know, the people who cover the Timberwolves a lot, they they don't seem to understand that Anthony Edwards hasn't really been any good for the last two months. And then, and Anthony Edwards doesn't seem to understand it. He took 17 shots and he made three of them, and they were I think all three were layups. But, but you know, he was. So there were uh, I checked the box score: seven players who got significant playing time. And of the seven, of of the seven, it's not surprising. Edwards took by far the most shots, but he also made the fewest shots of all seven. He was terrible. Like there's no, there is no way around the, the, the fact that he was awful. But how about this too? You, you go out last uh, summer and and mortgage the future of the franchise, right? Yeah. For yeah. Rudy Gobert, you're going to bring him in, and you're going to have Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert, and this is going to be perfect. And now you're going to take this huge step, especially defensively, and you and you decide you have to suspend him for a game that could have decided. Or, or that has played a role in deciding your season. What is more Timberwolves than that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's what they are. It's who they are. I think if Michael Jordan in his prime played on this team, they'd be a 500 team. <laughs> <laughs> you they think? Just, they'll find a way. That's, and, and, you know, you've got, you got a coach who just stands there watching. He obviously has no power over anyone. Here's the thing. That went by most people. I don't think anyone even wrote about it, but I happened to see it. It was about, I don't know, it might have been three, four weeks ago. So there's like three seconds left in the first half. So Finch sends in a substitute for Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards sees the guy coming in. He tells him to go back and sit down. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, that's it's, basketball. 
Yeah, that's yep. that's the way it is these days. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much money Anthony Edwards is making, but you know, eventually he'll make twenty five, thirty million a year, right? And, oh yeah. And the coach eventually, yep. well, the his coach will wind up getting fired, but I don't know what he makes two million a year. Not that that's bad, but they just don't have much control. No, it's a uh, when when um, when Gobert takes a punch at a teammate across the huddle in a timeout in front of 19,000-plus fans, okay? Yeah. And and the head coach does essentially nothing. No. I think that tells you all you need to know. and Because and nobody did a damn thing other than a few of the players, and I think a security guard grabbed Gobert and dragged him away <laughs> yeah. to the locker room. Well, I, I saw the punch, and it was really the – it was it was probably the first mid-range shot he's ever successfully made this year. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, normally, like true. if he's not if he's not within a foot of the basket, he's not going to get it. It's probably true, but yeah, they are they are the most they are among. I I think we, we talked about this uh, yesterday, but Mike, they are among the most, if not the most, dysfunctional team yeah. in pro sports. Yeah, and they're all ours. Yep. Yeah. God bless them. Until well, just wait it though. Wait until the sale is complete and. Yeah. and Lori and A-Rod start to say, you know, we really need a new building. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they'll be all ours after that. That's my question. Yeah, I wonder what the what the TV ratings have been. They can't be good. No, you know, I'm sure they're a, horrendous. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? It, this is a sneaky good basketball town. So, like, fans, like, the, the Wolves fans have, have, much to my amazement, continued to show up. Like they they draw, so I don't know that the ratings are, are as bad, but there's no question that when Glenn Taylor has completed the sale, that we are going to the first strong thing we are going to do here is they need a new building, and yeah. that's going to be because you know for a while there we have built buildings for everybody, right? Like it went from this, hey, oh, soccer team needs a building, oh yeah, Saints need a stadium, oh yeah. Um, I think that post pandemic, our patience for this might have worn out. And this, this, these guys, they're not going to just want an arena. They want a complex. Yeah, good point. That's the thing now, a huge complex, because they want to make a lot of money on that complex. They think big these days, mm-hmm. and I don't th- know that uh, the taxpayers do. Give me Met Center back. Give me Met Stadium back. Yep. <laughs> I'll be very happy. I'll shut up and be very happy. That's all, that's all I want. I don't need a lot, No. personally. No. I'm not sure about Tom. I don't need a lot. I just want the game and a decent place, a decent place, and if it's baseball, outdoors to watch it. I will go for it as long as they don't put the stadium on Herbeck Drive. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what? You know what, Tom? I mean, if it went back to Bloomington someday, might make some sense. I would agree with you because, look, I I love going downtown and watch baseball. It is a gorgeous baseball stadium, don't you think? Oh, Um, God, yeah. Yeah, I have not been in in uh, some of these other arenas in quite some time. I used, to, I used to go a lot, but I don't really go that much anymore. I don't even know why I don't go anymore. But um, so I thought they just redid that building. They did, but the problem is, so it was among the most moronic designs that you will ever see. And here's why: when they built that place, and I swear to God, they thought, you know what? 
we're going to put more seats upstairs than downstairs because it'll create cheaper seats that fans can buy. Oh, so sure. it, it it is probably the only, and, and you can't redo that unless you literally blow the building up from the inside, right? So it is, I'm sure, one of, if not the only building, or I should say arena, that has more seats upstairs than good seats downstairs. That's pretty cool, actually. I got to be honest with you. That's that sport. I have no interest in that sport whatsoever because the Timberwolves have never been any good. They've come semi close a couple of times, I guess. But I like high school basketball. I like college basketball, and I like the Harlem Globetrotters. There, there you go. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, the Globetrotters. Uh, they, they were always fun to watch, especially when the average age of them was like 65. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The confetti trick? <laughs> yeah, the confetti trick. The great confetti trick where they'd throw it into me. Oh, my God, it's water. No, it's confetti. <laughs> they did it to me once when yeah. I was a little, not a little kid, but I was a teenager. They threw it all over me. It was unbelievable. I'm really? Su- I'm surprised you didn't yep. punch him. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't. No, did no, I? No, you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom they were got, a lot. Tom got up. Bigger. Osborne Lockhart. That's it, man. Yes, there you go. Um, no, though I, I do love that whole situation. I really wish that the Timberwolves were any good, but they've never been any good. I just can't support a team that they're they've they're terrible. Yeah, right? pretty much. Always, always have been. And uh, the worst years for me were the Garnett years because, like the media, oh, yeah. the, the the media were obsessed. With Garnett, and at one time the team was so bad, and Garnett had had reached a point where he was useless, but he was still there. Maybe it was when they brought him back, and they yeah. would they would have a Garnett cam. So most of the time he wasn't doing anything, you know, like he might have been on the bench, or if he was on the court, he was just like standing there, and half the screen was taken up with Kevin Garnett doing nothing. And I think that yeah. kind of just symbolized the the Timberwolves. <laughs> But at least he was a prick when he was doing it. At least, oh yeah, when and when, when he was on the court and off, yeah. Yes, exactly. That whole uh, cam thing, I, I've I've never got gotten that. You know, like here's a here's a small portion of your screen that's focused on a guy sitting on the bench. What's he doing? Yeah, and and imagine how you feel about that if you're if you're a man of a certain age and you've only got one eye that works, and now you've just squeezed the the yeah. screen in half. It's frustrating. I got to ask you guys a question because this is the most important. The last couple of uh, Timberwolves games I've been to, and I don't know if he still does it or not, or if he's out of town all the time. He's not around in the winter anymore. But I did used to love listening to Jesse Ventura yell at the team from his seat. <laughs> God, that was hilarious. He didn't mean to be hilarious. No. He was really pissed off. But my God, he'd go after those guys, dropping the f bomb about every other word. I'm like, Jesus, Jesse, calm now, down. It's kind of it's kind of a sign of the times that now all his energy has been put into a lawsuit. No, well, who's he suing now? Well, he's got this suit that's been going on for like I don't know seven years or something. You know, about it's it's he's been suing this dead guy for about seven oh, that's years. Right. You know, the guy who wrote that book, and in the mm-hmm. book he said that he he punched. He punched Ventura and knocked him down, and and uh, oh yeah. So Jesse filed a slander suit, or I guess it would have been a libel suit, saying it you know it never happened, and the guy died, but then then the widow had to defend it, and mm-hmm. and it just went on and on. And I think there was a story the other day finally that said, I, I think they both just gave up. <laughs> now he got shot to death at a. Uh, 
at a uh, shooting range because he was trying to help people out, the people in need, and he would bring them in and he tried to entertain them and teach them how to shoot. And apparently that's where he got killed, well, right? Well, he, he brought the wrong guy in. Yes. A guy with the uh, post-traumatic stress who apparently was not, well, he clearly wasn't, you know, he was messed up. And so uh, he shot. He shot Jesse, or not Jesse, but he he shot the. I can't remember the guy's name, but whoever it was, the guy who wrote. Yeah, the book. we had him on. We had him on the show a couple of times too. He was a very nice guy. Had a yeah. great sense of humor. I, name, I can't remember his name either. His name first name was Chris. I'm trying to remember his last name. Chris. Something. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Chris. I don't remember. We, we could look it up. No doubt about it. But very very sad story. Trying to help people out, and he gets murdered. Chris Kyle. Yeah, Chris to, Kyle, yeah. very good, yeah. very good. Yeah, I mean, really, I, I, think really nice I just man. think he chose the wrong, uh, the wrong venue. Yeah, seems like it's no question about it. Uh, what are you going to do? So enough talk about the damn Timberwolves. Now I'm depressed as hell because I know we got. Oh, well, let's go back to the Twins then. Four games set. <laughs> Yankees, come on, Tom. Okay, why don't we do this? We'll take a break. Be right back. We'll talk some Minnesota Twins. One up game they had to win yesterday, and they got to win today too. I think, and we'll find out why. I think that right after this. It's the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come, walk down the street. Saturday, April 29th, at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the Monkees. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talek presents The Monkeys, celebrated by Mickey Dolan's Live. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to dig in to spring. 
And that means it's time for Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where we have everything you need to get your garden, patio, or indoor space into shape, from annuals to veggies to houseplants. Save on 8-inch Mojave planters, now on special buy for $6.88, April 13th through the 23rd. Do your spring at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Product varies by store. Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of your boat cruising along the intercoastal. And there's the sound of the prop hitting a really big rock. And now the sound of waves because the engine stopped. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles and home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This is your captain. You may have noticed my new haircut on your way in. Wanted to look my best. Getting the new passport photo taken at Staples. In and out in 10 minutes. And while I'm there, I can grab travel size body wash. Maybe a shower cap. Don't want to mess up the new do. Staples has everything you need to travel. 10-minute passport photos, luggage, headphones, even personal travel items. And now at Staples, get 20% off your in-store purchase when you buy any travel service. Get all set to jet and save at Staples. Offer ends 429. In-store only. Exclusion supply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is, uh, my God, it's 9-19 already. Show's flying by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of you guys. That's all I'm saying. Mike Gelfand in studio, of course. Score North's Judd Zolgadon on the phone. Uh, so we talked. Now I'm depressed because you guys talked about the Timberwolves. Way to go. Yankees, four-game series. <laughs> we'll go right. I like it. I like the call. Four-game series in New York. Not usually a good sign for your Minnesota Twins. <laughs> no. Uh, it is not. They don't really do all that well at Yankee Stadium. Um, they took two out of three from Chicago. I was very... Concerned. No, I didn't think they wouldn't win, but I, I that that win was very very important. It really was to go into uh, New York on the upswing. I'm hoping somehow, and I talked to Judd about this yesterday. Mike, what do you think that uh, they got to win this first game in, in in New York? Don't you think? What do you mean? Why? Why do they have to? Because if they lose, they're going to lose all four probably. Oh. Or maybe win one out of I We need them to win two out of four there, don't you think? Well, that would be an achievement, yeah. Yes, For it this would. team especially. I guess it's, yep. I think Ryan's pitching today, right? Or tonight. Yes. I believe so. Yep. So they got a good chance anytime he's on the hill. I agree, but I, I do think it's very important uh, that I think yesterday's win was very important. They did it, they pulled it out, which is great. Um, and now they got to win one in New York just to prove, hey, this is not the same team that's been coming here for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. This is a different team. It's a better team. Uh, let's try to win it today or tonight, as you said. Yep. Did you guys see, did you see in, in a series in which the White Sox fielding was so fun to watch because it's so bad, did you see on the Jeffers fly ball to right, the poor right oh. fielder essentially trip on, on his own feet yeah. and oh. almost get hit by the ball? Yeah, you know, and this this idea, which the Twins have had for years, but maybe less so this year, but this idea that defense doesn't really matter, uh, it matters. Yes, and a that's, lot. that's their Achilles heel is the White Sox, you know, because they've got pretty good pitching. The bullpen's a little shaky, but they got pretty good pitching. they got a lot of guys who can hit the ball hard and strike out a lot. And uh, but then they don't know what to do when they. It's it's like having nine Luis Arias in the field. Yeah, <laughs> White Sox. 
<laughs> they might be worse than that too, Mike. I mean, they yeah. were. I mean, it it was an absolute gong show. I mean, it's great if you're the twins or I guess an opponent, but my God, trying to watch them field throw or catch a fly ball, it looked like they they were at best a little league team at times. It's embarrassing, but it's great if you're the twins. So I want to know from you guys, how does that? How do you end up with a team like Chicago's got right now? That team is not good. How does that you happen? Know, well, they, you know what they've I got a lot of power, but they've got a lot of yeah, plodding yeah. guys too. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of very slow plodding guys. They have trouble getting to the ball, and when they get to the ball, they can't catch it. I think part of this too, Tom, is based on, um, and and the, I don't mean to sound old here, but this is the one thing I don't get. Okay. So a bunch of guys from elite East Coast colleges have gotten involved in baseball and sort of decided that they're going to, to, to game the system, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And part of that is we're going to go get power, right? We're going to get guys that can hit home runs because, as Mike said, there's been this prevailing thought that I think between shifts for, uh, before this season and between outsmarting the system and scoring runs – that fielding it is not as crucial as we used to think. And I've never understood that part. I've never gotten that part. How do you think that that the game, that not being able to um, field the ball, catch the ball, throw the ball, how is that like taken for granted? That's the, that is one thing about a lot of the new age baseball people that I have never understood. And yes, you can shift and things, but you know what? If you can't throw the damn baseball a- accurately, it's not going to matter. So that's the one thing I've never gotten about how baseball is is run by some people now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's the analytics and uh, the people controlling the game now. It's like the manager has nothing to say. The manager's a clerk. The guys who are really important are the guys who are dropped out of MIT after their freshman year. <laughs> Like you? <laughs> I, I would have dropped out after a week. <laughs> well, there At you least go. you would have gotten in, Mike. Yeah. It, More than I can say. Well, probably not. Underachiever. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the other thing thing. about the Twins, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, the other thing about the Twins is, right now, I, I got bad news. They're not a great team. They're not even a good team right now with all these guys injured. I mean, it took them, what, but two weeks, right? Maybe mm-hmm. three, and now you got Buxton may or may not be playing today. I don't know, um, but you you know you just got you got uh, Gals on the uh, is he on the disabled list? Yes. Yeah, and uh, and he of is. course, uh, oh boy, Max Kepler. It's good that he's not around, but he's still injured, and there's that. Correa. Now we're seeing why nobody else wanted yep. him. His back now, right? It's and his is, back spasms. They say, yeah. So they keep teasing us and saying that he might play, like, like I think they teased us and said he, he might have been available to, like, pinch hit on mm-hmm. on Thursday. That, of course, didn't happen, and yeah. now he might c- come back. But you're not wrong. And my, my overall, um, not fear, but the one thing I'm curious about is, can this team consistently score runs? Because they've had some, you know, nine-run games, right. so there's been times... But like just consistently, can you can you score runs? Because I will say, uh, I love the pitching. I think the starting pitching is actually really yeah. And again, the bullpen's been very good too. Yep, yep. You're right though. It's about it's about scoring runs right now for them. 
And that's that's the thing. I I don't think they can, especially with this lineup. And why are these guys so brittle? We never know. Max Kepler, he heard himself running to first base. 90 feet of hell. <laughs> well, I got one question for both of you, you guys to answer that question, okay? Jo- Joey Gallo, who I think is going to go join the Saints for a, a couple days and take some at-bats, he is on the on the injured list right now with mm-hmm. an intercostal strain. Here's my question. Did John Castino, did Larry Wolf, did Rich Childs, did Hoskin Powell ever miss time with an intercostal strain? I don't even think that was invented yet. No, and, and Johnny had every other thing going on with his back, but I don't remember that one. Exactly. No, that's very true. I love Castino. God, I haven't seen Castino in a while. Matter of fact, I just brought him up to Herbeck last week. I was, I was talking. I got it. Johnny Castino's got to come to town. I always liked him. Played great. very, very yeah, hard. Yeah, great player, and he he played yep. with such pain. He did. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I'm looking at the standings right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are eight and four. They got a one and a half game lead over the Guardians. Guardians are going to hang in there, just like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Even though the Twins led most of the year, the Guardians hung in there and then finally took over in late season, and that's why it ended the way it did. We are lucky we're not in the AL East because the Twins at eight and four would be four games back now because of the Rays. Oh my God! What, what is that? They're never going to lose. They're going to win every game. No. Jesus, what happened? Well, what happened, one of the things that happened was they decided to keep their good players. There's an idea. And, you know, in the past, they just kept churning players in and out. Yeah. But, but still, but still, how is a team that plays in a in a complete dump, right, and, mm-hmm. and has certainly churned out a, a lot of good players that they didn't keep, mm-hmm. how are they? I, I think that the stat going into the game yesterday, I believe, was their run differential mike was something like plus 62 and the next one the next best one was like plus 27 yeah it's just it's just i mean tom's right it makes no sense all i have to do every day is just bet on them minus one and a half runs and (laughs) and it's no problem i mean i'm not doing it don't get me wrong i'm not that smart i'm like well this will be the last day they'll do this yeah i'm not jumping on the bandwagon now i thought you were for a second there i wish you sounded very confident yeah, I was just wishful Indeed. thinking, that's all. Gotcha. Have we, uh, did we get that first break in? Did we get the first break in? Yeah, yeah. the 917. Yeah, 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 we did that, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, you guys went to break, and then you said, we'll come back and talk about the Twins. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I just, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of chatter going on today, so I want to make sure we got that in, because we, uh, you know, Judd's got to go in a couple of minutes here, but I just, uh, looking at, I don't know. Now, Gelfand, you got me all scared. The Twins are not going to win one game in New York. This is your fault. <laughs> I know. They'll, they'll win one, I'm sure. One. I, After all, it's win a regular two, season game. I know. But that's know what we like do. about Tom, Mike. That I, I said this. That's what makes him great. He is such a passionate fan. Yeah. He's picking must-win games in April. No, no. He, he has to fret. That's the thing. It wouldn't be baseball. Fret. It wouldn't be Tom. We all fret. Yeah. I fret constantly. Drives my wife crazy. Well, the Twins and the Yankees have identical records at 8-4, and four, so I guess uh, we'll see how it works out, right? The, the Yankees are not a super team, that's for no. sure. Yeah. No, they're not, unless they pay the Twins. That's well, the that's, only problem. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not true. Is. You know what, uh, Tom? The yes, good sir. news is this. Ryan, Malley, Maeda, Lopez. So I'm not there, – there's no, like – Mm-hmm. Dunsing or Dobnik, you know, <laughs> that's the good thing. I just gave you four competent pitchers. 
The bad news, Aaron Judge. Yep, well, yeah. no question about that. And Mike Stanton. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. you're right. Geez, that Aaron Judge, unbelievable. Well, I'm still excited for the season. Like I said, the Twins are, are in first place. They're 8-4, and four, got a one-and-a-half game lead over the Guardians. The Guardians are going to be there all year, though. They're going to be mm-hmm. right neck and neck, or they're going to be just behind us by a game or two. That's about it. That's how this whole season is going to go, isn't it? Yes, and, yeah. and I, I will say this. I, I agree with Mike's point. Managers now, for the most part, are, are basically told what to do. I do think Terry Francona in Cleveland is really good. Like yeah, I think yeah, he, he mm-hmm. I think he has control or or more control than most guys. And, like, and you see him engaging with the team, you know. Yeah. Every time yeah. you see Rocco, he's sitting by himself with gobs of saliva gushing from his mouth. And I'm so tired of seeing that. It's like every single time they show him, he's he's like he's either chewing like a rabbit or he's got this gusher of saliva or both. I don't know what he's chewing. Such an image, Mike. I, it's it's I I gobs of saliva like a fountain. No, it's like as soon as someone says Rocco, immediately I, I don't even I think it's I think it's a robotic thing. I think they just have a camera, and when someone says Rocco or Baldelli, immediately you get the one shot of Rocco. Because why would they intentionally show him doing this twenty eight times during a game? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I don't I. I don't even have the game to worry about these days. I'm just so repulsed by the sight of this. <laughs> Somebody help me. You should complain to like, Bally's. Yeah. At least for now. At, at least for now. Who who knows in two weeks who's going to be carrying the games. But for now, yeah. you, you should tell him, knock off showing Rocco. <laughs> He's a human water fountain. It's a bankrupt sports, right? Not Bally sports. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yes, <laughs> bankrupt sports North, bankrupt sports Midwest. That's yeah. a good one. I like that. And where do we stand with all that? Because I haven't seen it lately. Where, where are we with that whole thing? They uh, were supposed to make a payment. I think the final payment that they, or, or the key payment that they were missing, I think ne- needed to be made by yesterday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's gone to court now. Uh, Bally's is, I think they've stopped paying the Diamondbacks, the Guardians, and Twins. Oh, so those oh teams God. are getting nothing now. And Bally's claim is it's part of uh, being bankrupt. Yeah. The teams and baseball are saying, that's a bunch of BS. You owe us. And so I think we're probably, just because things work slow a month out or so, but eventually something has to change here. Like you, the Twins, the twins rely on the income fr- from this, I think, in part to pay players. So I don't know yeah. how long that you can just it's it's not like they, they've got some nice, nice um, partner, right, who's defaulting. And it's like, well, that's not convenient. We're talking about one of the most important lifeblood payments that a baseball team can get. And it's just stopped for now. Yeah. And, and of course, the league says it doesn't matter if they go bankrupt. There's we're still going to see the games because they understand how important that is. But that's mm-hmm. not a long term solution. No. No, it is not. But see, so Bally's what now? It's over 150 million in arrears, are they not? Something like that. I think so. I think that's what yeah. I saw. Yeah. Mm. Are they ever going to come back from? Can you come back from something like that? No, nah, I, I think I don't think so. I mean, I don't no. even think that's the plan at this point. I think they're done. They're toast. Yeah. Yeah. Sure I, I think their ultimate goal. I think their goal is to rework their contracts with every team based on on the fact that. 
the market itself has changed so, so much since the acquisition. Mm-hmm. And they're saying because so many people have cut the cord on cable yeah. that we shouldn't have to pay as much. Uh, that's, you know, I that's don't think the baseball teams are going to agree. That's just crap because as soon as they they signed this deal, all the financial analysts were saying they'll be bankrupt in six months. Right. Yep. All right, Judd, we will talk to you again next week. Is that correct? That is correct. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Judd. All right. Take care. See you guys. Score North Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen. We got uh, Brad Blanks coming up in a couple of minutes. Um, one thing I, I – you guys were talking about a lot of baseball and all that. While you were talking baseball, I looked up. Uh, I've decided because uh, Trump has now sued Cohen for $500 million <laughs> and Cohen has a response to his $500 million lawsuit. I think I'm going to get involved. I'm going to sue them both for $500 million. What do you think? You know, I think you've got as much chance of getting $500 million as either of them do. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Yeah, I just, it's, that thing is hilarious. It just, it just, come on. Another lawsuit, right? that's exactly what Trump needs. Yeah, I know. It just, is there anything going right right now? That's the problem. You mean, what are you going to do? You mean, like, anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the world. I mean, everybody. You got Brazil is going to China now. You got Germany going to China. That is not good news for the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. No, and I, and I don't think I could achieve. Uh, uh, I don't think I could achieve resident status in the Netherlands. You don't think so? No, it wouldn't I don't work think out so. for you. No, I don't think they'd have me. You're not saying they're anti-Semitic, no, no, are I'm you? No, I'm just saying you know oh. they, they have tight control over things. And they they wouldn't, well. I don't think they would allow any of us in there. Well, Switzerland might be another spot just like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, same thing. You can thing. come and visit, but you can't live here. <laughs> That's just how that whole <laughs> yeah, thing is. Yeah, come stay, spend some money, and then get the hell out. I guess so. I don't know. It's uh, The whole situation is just amazing. You look at the new. That's why I do, during the show, I pop on news sites once in a while just to make sure I, we haven't missed anything really important or anything like that. But it's basically right now I'm looking at it, it's politici- politicians bitching at one another and Harvey Weinstein returns to New York prison system. Those are the big stories this morning. Yeah, not, not a lot of fun news. That is correct. That's the nature of news, I'm telling you. That's, I know, it that's is. It. Well, it's what makes money, right, Mike? Well, it's, it's also, you know, I mean, it's, these are the important stories. And so these are the ones you're going to hear. But you're right. I mean, everything is more is more intense, more exaggerated, especially if you're watching cable news. Oh, yeah, I can't. I, I can watch cable news for a little bit at a time, a few minutes at a time. I cannot stick with any of them. And I don't care which which channel nah, it is. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. No. No. The people are all insane. Maybe I don't know CNN what should go back to headline news. Remember that? Oh, yeah, headline news was great. I yeah, loved headline yeah. news. And you know what else we need? Uh, we need a, um, a digital station or, or local, local station. We need, we need, like, you know, radio news. We need a – because that was a format that I certainly enjoyed, you know, for most of my life. And then all of a sudden, well, we do that. We're going to do that on this show. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, I'm talking all news all the time kind of thing. That's what I'm going to do. What, what, Starting right now, I'm going to do just news all the time. Good. I think that'll work, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautifully. No, we, uh, that's why I do. A lot of people, oh, what do you do? you got to cover the, the spectrum, do you not? you got to get the good news. The bad, if there's any bad news, yeah. 
you should uh, deliver that as well. I, I, I don't know. Well, I will it's say this. You know, what, what, what a lot of people, if you're watching cable news, a lot of the stories that you might consider to be really bad news, the, mm-hmm. the cable channels consider to be great news. No, you're right, because that's, again, that's what people watch, and that's what makes them a lot of money. We don't have uh, Brad yet? I see that he's in StreamYard. I think he's having a problem with his um, oh, okay. his equipment. So I'm going to get him on the blower here and see if we can just uh, chat with him over the phone. You said blower. I heard you. <laughs> what, was, what show was it? A TV show where they always called somebody on the blower. What was that? Give him a call on the blower and get him down here. What? There was a TV show that always said blower. You're right. Can't remember what it was, though. Doesn't matter. So good. We'll try to track down Brad Blank, see what's uh, cooking with him. Uh, as far as that's all, no, I mean, getting back to it just quickly, Mike, it, it's, I, I, I have to watch the news. I can't watch it anywhere near as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I do think, and I'm very serious about this, the news people on national news are the worst they've ever been. And I mean, they just have no talent. They're really cute, mm-hmm. and they got kind of cute deliveries. They're terrible news people. You mean you like, like on the broadcast stations? I'm not talking network. like CNN, or Fox. just CNN, Fox. Yeah. yeah well, those, you know, I, they're I mean, terrible. They're not real heavy on journalists and, and some of these, no. some of these channels. Um, and and now, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but now CNN has decided they're going to be middle of the road. They're going to be objective, and it's the most boring thing I've ever seen. Oh, I, they still like going after your boy Trump a lot, don't they? Not nearly as much, no. Oh, really? They don't? Because I do watch them, uh, you know, I can watch any of them for like five to ten minutes. That's all I can handle, and then mm-hmm. i got to go away. But I haven't seen them do that yet. Well, I mean, I, Trump I just, is, that, you know. is, of course, the biggest story there is yeah, no, day no, to day. Right. So they're going to cover it. But but they actually, the, the word from up top is that, nope, we're not going to be a partisan anymore. We're going to just tell it like it is, and, and it's, uh, you know, there's telling it like it is, and then there's just boring people to death. Well, their ratings are terrible. And CNN I, never, you know, they never, for the most part, they never had really highly partisan entertainers anyway, because a lot of the people on CNN used to work for Fox, you know. Yeah, a lot of them did, yeah. Yeah, and now, so then, then they pretended to be a far right, and after a while, they pretended to be far left, and now they're just being nothing. It's oatmeal. Yeah, I mean, that, that morning team they got is just dreadful. Ooh. I mean, dreadful. And one of them is from Minnesota. I hate to say that because I used to really like uh, her delivery and all that stuff, but that show is just terrible. Well, who is that? Poppy Harlow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who she is, yeah. Yeah, Poppy's from Minnesota, isn't she? I think you're right. Sounds I do familiar. believe she is. Unless there was another woman named Poppy from Minnesota, and I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Poppy Harlow. But I, I like it. She's... She does once in a while get that look on her face like, my God, this is where we're headed, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's not overt, but we should probably take a break here because even if we get a hold of Brad, uh, we're going to have to get that break in. So why don't we take a break and find if we can track down Brad for the last you know, 15 minutes of the show or whatever. Yeah, we just yeah we just got him working now. So, But, uh, yeah, we can definitely take a break and come back and uh, chat with Brad. Excellent. Thanks very much. We'll be right back. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. 
These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, 9.44 now, 16 minutes till 10 o'clock. And, of course, Brad Blanks joins us. Brad, how are you, sir? Oh, Tom, great to hear your voice. Uh, fantastic, mate. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been away. I've been on vacation. I've been running around with the kids and stuff like that. But I'm back on the job for you. Vacation from what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. That's what a lot of people say. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> well... No, I'm going through that at the moment. People are trying to understand me. Who are you? You know, uh, that's what people say to me. But I, I don't know what I am. I don't know how my life ended up like this, Tom. But I'm having a good time. I'm, oh, I'm that's happy. Good. Where did you yes. go on vacation? Uh, we went to France, which was, oh. uh, yeah, which was good fun. You know, go, go over there. My, my wife is English, so she likes to go dabble in a bit of Europe. So we went over there, and it's a skiing trip. Now, I'm 260 pounds, uh, uh, fragile, emotionally fragile as well. And, sure. um, and skiing doesn't come naturally to me. You know, I grew up in inland Australia, so I didn't ski too much there. And um, we do have mountains, but I just I, I played Aussie rules football on Saturdays instead of you know, through, throwing myself down a mountain. So I've learned skiing late in life, but I'm a very defensive. So I sort of ski in the morning with the missus and the kids, and then I go – have lunch and then I sort of ease off in the afternoon and start drinking beers and uh, it, it was a it was an <laughs> sure. enjoyable enjoyable trip. You know, yeah, you, know, yeah, so. you know, Brad. Since the last time I've talked to you or heard you, I think you've picked Stretch. up about two different accents. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Stretch. Look, I'm I'm trying to be eloquent. I'm trying to speak yeah more eloquently. Stretch. Yes, you know, no, you, no, no you, doubt your articulation is fantastic. <laughs> I've become like uh, Madonna was a big issue. She changed her accent. Yeah. Uh, Elle, Mc, Elle McPherson. Um, remember the beautiful supermodel? Oh, Tom, yes. I think you, you might have had posters. Well, Stretch definitely had posters of her on his wall. Mm-hmm. The sports sure, yep. of course. She was a four-time uh, swimsuit model on the cover. That was a big deal. I still have those on my on my bedroom wall, too. <laughs> right, yes, yes. I think it was a red bikini. Oh, jeez, it was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's when it first moved for me. It, it was all timed around the same time. Yeah. A- anyway, yeah, yes. Uh, so I, my accent, maybe. But... Um, 
But it's been a wild stretch. It's great yeah. to be talking to you on some kind of broadcasting operation. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's been way too long. Do you have your uh, derby horse yet? Oh, Brad geez. loves the yes. Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, it's it's getting there. I'm, I think we're going to pot the favourites this year and aim for about ten to one. No, I'm getting not, there. not I'm, you. You always like the one to two favorite. <laughs> like you bet forty dollars oh, yeah. and make a five dollar profit. Yeah. Tom, uh, Stretch and I had had a meltdown. Well, he saw me have a meltdown in front of him on one of those trips to Vegas with you. Um, I had a who yeah, had a meltdown? Uh, what? Wait a minute, run that by yeah, me again. Who had a, who had yeah, a meltdown? Explain, explain it, Stretch. What, what happened to me? Well, it's like, here's the thing. So I say to Brad, uh, hey, I'm, I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to bet the pick three at Gulfstream, right? And Brad says, yeah, that sounds good, mate. And I say, okay, so I'm going to put together like a, a $40 ticket. All right, so you, you put in 20 I put in 20 So we hit the first two, and it's like we can't, basically just can't lose it now so we're approaching the third leg we're going to make hundreds of dollars but he doesn't care because he's too busy betting a one to two horse at aqueduct you know he's going to bet fifty dollars maybe to make a twenty dollar profit and i say brad brad there are races going on we're going to make hundreds of dollars he's like, not not no mate i have to bet this and 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 I did have a meltdown. I'm saying you know it like, lost that, that one to two favorite lost and uh, yeah yeah. So and, on those yeah, and there's a lot made, of emotions on those trips. And we made uh, I don't know a few hundred dollars on the pick three, yeah. but yeah, he's I love he's, the juice. I love the juice. I love the juice. I love the gamble. Yep, love to gamble, and that's why he probably never should. That's right. That's right. But um, <laughs> but I I I sent Rudy Tom a, a, a screenshot. I, it, it, maybe it's in honor of you, the power of you, Tom, that I just made the front page of Reddit today. Cool. That, um, oh, you did? Yeah, the, Adam, really? the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston um, video <laughs> is on the front page of Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Love it's it. crazy. It has 20,000 likes already and 542 comments on there. Oh, my God. And, well, what is this? What? Tell me oh, more. It's the best. It's it's when I in 2011 at the as good as it gets is it was it was it called what what oh, I might have the wrong name of the movie it was a Jennifer Aniston Adam Sandler movie on the red carpet and I was on my knees in a media scrum interviewing them mm-hmm. you know, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and she told me to stand up <laughs> and I stood up in front of them and I became like this hulking <laughs> human about seven foot tall and they're like half my size and they were just in fear for their life that I was going to fall on them and um and yeah and Sandler said some great one-liners and they're quoting in the comment section Tom all the one-liners <laughs> you know put your hat Put your hat on and get out of here. There's one line from Adam Sandler. Well, we we anyway. do have the audio, don't we? I assume we do. I am bringing it up right now. Yeah, here you Magnificent. go. Magnificent. In the middle. Yeah. Leaning around. Why are you down like that? Wild Mike. Trying to be a gentleman. Of course, Adam Sandler. Mate, how's he start off, mate? How's he start off? You're just some woman, yeah, woman, womanizing kind of guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm playing your story. I, I lie to women, I get women, and my lie gets me in trouble, and then Aniston's got to get me out of it. Miss Aniston. Um, how do you aid aid in a bet? How do you aid in a bet, Adam Sandler in this movie? How do you help him? Yeah, my line. You yeah. help. Oh, my... I help him uh, say a line. I help him replace a line if he's having trouble with a line. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's clear. That's, I remember that. He had a, he had a hard time oh, saying yeah, yeah. that. And, and yeah, I can't say the word manipulate too well. I got it now, but she changed it to scheme. Schemey. Schemey, which worked out better. Now this whole thing is built on a lie. Have you yeah. ever lied to try to get someone's attention? Yes. Yes, yeah, constantly. Uh, you know, you, you lie all the way. Uh, you lie. You crouch 
watching. <laughs> I'm such a big guy and I get in the way of the... Oh, what stand are you up. getting in the way of? Oh, the camera. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> on. Put, put your hat on and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Brad, tell them what your hat was. Yeah, it was one of those, because it was a Hawaii-based movie, so the red carpet was in Hawaiian style, and the hat was like one of those tiki lanterns that hangs from the roof. It's like six, six foot by six foot. It's like the biggest, and it was, Sandler's timing on that was, that should have been, as you said, uh, you know, when we last spoke about it, at the Mark Twain Awards, that hat, that that yes. joke he said about, put your hat on and get out of here. Isn't that um, the, you know, the was, amazing thing about Sandler? He started out as a moronic comic, and everybody thought he right. was stupid now he's a cherished american institution yeah that's right yeah it's it's incredible um but uh yeah i've been, I've been doing a few other red carpets i have uh um an interview here well, i went along to the john wick four red carpet tom yeah did you see that yet the um john wick you i have wait for it to, no yeah, yeah wait I, for I have it not seen it yet because it's three hours long and yeah. i i'm just too busy. <laughs> i get crazy? too much stuff to do yeah three hours of Keanu Reeves knifing and shooting people, um, which is people seem to love it. Um, anyway, I uh, the first guy I'll play is the director of the movie, uh, Chad Stolinski. He was a stuntman before John Wick franchise and then has turned into this great action director. But here is me and Chad uh, talking about John Wick 4 and, of course, Keanu Reeves. Good to meet you, buddy. Yeah. How do you go waking up each day when you're filming this knowing that a false move could hurt your star, Keanu? No, no, I wake up pretty much terrified every day. Go to bed terrified every day about second guessing and chances and missed opportunities. No, that's uh, that's the fun part about directing. Yeah. But you got to be on the offense as well, too, don't you? Always on, always play off. Obviously, this is the end of John Wick after four. There's potential always for another one. How do you and Keanu come up with the concept? Where do you go? What do you do as friends? to maybe flirt with the idea of a John Wick 5. Yeah, no, we just take time off. I think it's our ritual to say we're done and then it never ends that way. Honestly, it just takes time and we think and we go experience some life outside of John Wick. And then we usually get together for the Tokyo tour. We go have a, a drink at the Imperial Scotch Bar or the Imperial Hotel Scotch Bar and usually come up with some good ideas. But not, not always, some are okay. <laughs> After a couple of scotches. They seem, we think they get better the more we drink, but they, I, don't, I don't know if they are. Is that a very uh, John Wick hotel? Does it have that elements to it? Yeah, like. Well, I won't go into all the, the stories, but yes, there, there are elements, of, there's DNA in it. I love that ritual <laughs> between two friends, obviously. Yeah, you, you feel that there is a friendship between you and Keanu? There's definitely a John Wick ritual to it all. Well, mate, congratulations. And uh, as a stuntman, in final words, will you do stunts again yourself? No. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I love that. that. Those are great interviews, man. Don't you think? Yeah, uh, yeah good. I mean, that's, I like the fact that they... That him and Keanu, I don't know if they're friends. I brought up the friendship line. It doesn't sound like they're friends. They're, they're business partners. But for one night, they meet in Japan at this cool hotel... And then they start drinking whiskey, Japanese whiskey, probably a very expensive bottle, and um, and formulate some ideas. So, from all accounts, I reckon they're going to probably do a John Wick Five, and they'll have a TV sure. show off the back of this. And you know, they've created world. They, everyone wants worlds, don't they? They've created this world of this. Yeah, you know, it's actually about a hotel where assassins check in. And anyway, so it looks like that that'll probably happen again. But of course, uh, Keanu Reeves, he's a cool man. I find him quite tough to interview because he's so chilled. And you'll, um, but, but I, I mean, I love the guy. 
And you'll hear me in this interview, I'm just trying to get him fired up. And I kind of get him fired up. We even, Tom, you, you know how it is, Tom. You, you've resuscitated many interviews in your life. Oh, yeah. Um, try to stop yeah, some yeah. and try to resuscitate some. It's true. Yeah. Some of them died to... died on arrival, too. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the best, though. Yeah, you're right. And uh, But just, we get to the end, too. He has an announcement about his world-famous band, Dog Star as well. So I hope I'm bringing you something interesting here. I know Tom was a big Dog Star fan back when oh, you had, yeah. on your first yeah your first iPod. You had Dog Star on that, didn't you, Tom? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right, I did. <laughs> when you were a big jogger, you had that on there. Yeah, yes. that iPod. Yes, that's right. Um, but here's my interview with Keanu Reeves. Keanu, how are you, sir? Good evening. Four years between drinks, you know, three to four in this. How does your body go when you have to fire it up again from a martial arts point of view? I got to do the training before I start the training, and then I just keep training, and then we film, and it's awesome. You know, I'm just trying to get better, and so I've spent some time with this role. You are getting better each time you think you come up for this role, like your ability. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm spending more time doing it, right? So you're getting the hours in, the repetition, and I've, you know, I got to work with an amazing martial artist, uh, Dave Camarillo, and so judoka and jiu-jitsu. So, you know, you just learn more details, get the flow better. Chad reckons that uh, you could take me down in seconds now. You've reached that ability uh, stage of your uh, martial arts. No, man, you might know martial arts too. I don't know. Big goofy guy. I don't believe it. I think you're. I think you're like you know, yeah, undercover. Final words. Everyone's getting '90s bands back together. You two, the Chili Peppers, Dog Star. Any chance? Yes, we just actually made a record. So. So they're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh wow! You got the bass. You're, you're pulling them. Bass, writing songs. Yeah. Dog Star loved you guys in Australia. That was fun. Yeah, Keanu. Yeah, Keanu. I do like him a lot. He's very good. Yeah. Very good. He's had he's had a pretty. You know, I think he's lost some people close to him in his life, and you know, um, he lives life on the edge though. You know, like he he still motorbikes every day, and he's had some bad accidents. But uh, yeah, cool, cool dude. Yeah, cool guy. You know, he reminds me of the 1960s and 70s because back then everyone talked like that. <laughs> <laughs> and think of all the horrible movies he made before he became a star, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah well, well, you're right about point that. Point Break was good. Point Break. What about Point Break? Oh, Remember yeah. That? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's when uh, Patrick Swayze went missing off the coast of Australia at the end of it, Bell's Beach. When he went surfing for that final scene, when he went out in the ocean. Oh, that was anyway. deeply moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Keanu's line of like, when the cops are going, we'll get him when he comes back. And Keanu goes, he's not coming back. Yeah. Oh, man, it gets me every <laughs> yes. time. Yeah. Marty, mm -hmm. you do a good Keanu. Yeah, wow. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Magnificent. Bradley, you got to come to town. That's all yes, there is to yes. it. Yes, yeah, I got to work it out. I, Oh, 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 hey, one of the cities that have one of those dexes, you know, where you lay in a thing that tells you how fat you are. I want to, I'd like to do one of those. Okay. <laughs> and Minneapolis has one. We'll talk more about that next time I'm on, but I've got to get Will. one of those dexes. Me and Stress should get a dexer together to see how fat to muscle. You know, oh, my ratio. God, yeah. Though it would be embarrassing for both of us. <laughs> in our tiny whities as they put us through that machine. Yeah. We should okay. go to the track when you get to town. Yes. Yeah, oh. that's good. That, yep, yep. I won a boatload on John Rahm last weekend at the uh, Masters, so I'm cashed up. Ah, cashed nice. Up. 
Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. As usual, yes. he bet on the favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But good, you gotta you gotta give him credit yeah. because he was four strokes behind. The he fourth, was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh yeah, but uh, Ram's a machine. Oh my god. And there, and there's nothing better than seeing a guy on the Arab uh, Arab tour just go completely into the tank on the final day. Yeah, Arab tour. I love that. He calls it the Arab tour. Oh jeez, that's great. Close enough. <laughs> All right, we've well, got plenty more to talk about. Lots of good issues. Well done, Tom. You kick it, killing it, mate. Um, it sounds good. Thanks a lot, Brad. Right, see you, mate. See you, stretch. Bye. See you. See you. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Blank's one of my favorite people I've ever worked ah. with. How did we ever, how did he track us down or we track him down? How did that happen? You know, I, I don't know, but I do remember the first time he was on, I'm like, I can't understand a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that, yes. And you still can't, so it all worked out. Now. Well, now, he, like I say, I mean, he articulates like a Shakespearean actor. Well, let me get back to you on that one. Well, all right. How about that action? Now, I was just kind of uh, perusing. We only got one minute left on the show, and I was looking at some headlines. Jamie Foxx has been hospitalized with a medical complication that was brought up early this morning by KB2. Uh, but his family says the actor is recovering, so that's good news. That's uh, a good thing. Uh, they don't really talk too specifically about the medical complication and what it might be, but we'll keep you in our thoughts, Pally. That's all I'm saying. All right, that is going to do it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.